What's up, everybody? This is Fred Ricciani of TSC. Check out my interview with Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes talking all elite wrestling success and their new TV show on TNT, Rhodes to the Top. If you like this interview, if you like what you hear, please subscribe. Please feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can get us wherever you get your podcasts. Just search my name, Fred Ricciani, or the TSC News Podcast. And please visit our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the sports courier. Roads to the top coming up September 29th, immediately following Dynamite back to back premiere. Uh, at the time of recording this interview, there's a lot going on and a lot good. A lot of good in your professional lives at AEW. I mean, what an incredible hot streak. I mean, this is the hottest I've seen uh, a non WWE promotion in, in 20 years growing up as a longtime wrestling fan. On top of that, you two, of course, have Roads to the Top, which is premiering soon. You're also parents. Congratulations. Thank you. How has everything been just? as far as clicking for you positively, creatively, professionally, and personally, all at once? It's been a very large undertaking. <laughs> There's been a lot happening all in, in the same, I would say, three-month period of time here. Yeah. Um, but it's all been very positive and very good. Um, I think that I am personally probably the most excited for, for Roads to the Top of, of everything that's going on because that's what I – made my passion project, uh, while I was pregnant. Um, I felt a little bit detached from the rest of the programming because I couldn't physically be a part of it. Yeah. But, um, roads to the top is kind of where, where I was able to, you know, stay connected to everything. And of course, behind the scenes in the executive role, but we all know that's not the same when you're the entertainer. So, <laughs> um, but I, I'm really excited about the show. I think that it's got some really unique things about it. Um, that people are going to really appreciate as well as a lot of what, you know, people want when they come to see reality, they want to see, you know, who, who's somebody who's is, is adversarial, uh, who is somebody who people can't stand, who are your friends? What are you, what are the goofy things that you do to have fun? What don't we know about you? You know, all that stuff is there. And, uh, I'm really hopeful that people really enjoy it. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, this is a crazy season. I think, the show comes along at the wildest time in the in the history of the company. Comes along at the wildest time for me, where for three years I felt like I had really pulled the wagon, and and Chris Jericho had helped pull the wagon, and it just the, the team we had were now kind of rotating the bench a little bit, where we have new, fresh, massive free agents show up, and it's really lovely <laughs> because it's able to freshen the card up, freshen the show up. Uh, it's, we were able to focus on roads to the top. And the most important thing is a growing family, uh, which has completely thrown our life in different directions than we anticipated. And it's been the best, just the best thing ever. That's awesome. And as far as with the show coming up with it, who approached you about the reality show? And more importantly, when did they? Because it seems like it just was all kind of a perfect storm with, with you two becoming parents and with not the pandemic waning, but you guys started to run live shows again, plus all these big free agents coming up. I mean, was all just kind of a, a perfect storm at the right time? It was kind of a, a perfect coincidence, I would say. Mm. You know, we uh, TNT had started playing with this idea of doing this show, um, gosh, I think right before the pandemic hit. And um, then, of course, things ended up on the back burner until we were able to start moving forward again. Um, I, I feel like wrestling continued to, to move forward, yeah. but the rest of entertainment kind of hit a huge standstill. So we didn't really start moving in this direction until um, that started to, to become 
I guess we, we were able to navigate and figure out how the hell to do <laughs> entertainment in a pandemic. Um, and then that just happened to be right when we found out that we were having a baby. Um, and then of course things started to improve um, and yeah. arena started opening again. And so it, it just was really the, the just perfect storm of everything coming together all at once. There was no yeah. person that, you know, looked into the future and said, I think uh, this day is when, all these things are going to start happening. I, they I, just happen. I think too, it's a product of a lot of sweat equity. Uh, I don't want to like pat ourselves on the back or anything like that. But when AEW started and there were far more naysayers than there were people believing it would be what it is. Uh, I told everybody, I want to be the quarterback. And I had done my life's work had led up to that point. And I want to say that Warner media and the Turner networks really just kind of called my bluff on it and said, sure. Okay well, can you go be in this production bubble and do go big show? And can you do well on that show? Can you make that show a success? Hey, we're going to commission a title, which a network partner had never done for a wrestling company where it wasn't internal. And you're going to be the first champion. Can you take that? I, I really asked for it and I received. And it was a product of years and years and years and years and years of hard work. And now I feel like we're living in the season where we get to watch it. We get to see it. And it's all these like fruits of our labor just really happening. Um, I'm so excited to watch Rose to the Top with everybody else. Uh, solely, I haven't seen a lot of the screeners solely because I want to feel it too. Uh, this is insanely exciting what's happening in wrestling and even more so in our, in our life. Without giving too much away because I get a chance to, to see the screener and everything. At least on, on the surface, it, it seems like not only is this, of course, a reality show based on your lives and, and your families and everything. But also, in a weird way, kind of a mini documentary on the growth of AEW in a really chaotic, fun time for you guys. Did it feel that way when filming the show? Oof, I mean, they were there for, in terms of it, the best thing I felt was that Brandy and I were producers, so we could make it very much so this wasn't a framed up reality show and more of a situation where we just said, hey, put the mics on us, turn the camera on. And when that happens, you get to see this behind the scenes access to a wrestling company uh, to see Tony, our president and the, the booker to see how he handles everything that for a hardcore wrestling fan, no matter how hard, you know, they act like they aren't interested in that, that peek behind the curtain is so it's so special and it's so needed today. Whereas going the other way is almost insulting their intelligence more versus opening it up. I mean, it's a fan service company. It's a wrestling company by wrestlers and wrestling fans. So to have that mini documentary element, as you put it, and then to switch over and balance it out with what our life is like as a family, uh, gosh, authentic. It's an incredibly authentic show. Is there somebody on the show without giving too much away that, that ends up surprising people good or bad? Maybe a, you know, a supporting character that people are like, wow, like, I don't know this, this guy or girl had this much personality. Mm. What do you think? Um, I think probably Ricky, Ricky Starks. Um, it, it, there, there's a little bit of a journey for Ricky in this uh, series too that'll probably open people up to a little more of who he is, um, some things that he goes through and uh, maybe endear him to people a bit. Yeah, I, I would say Ricky... In the early episodes, Tony Khan is really endearing and real and who you see. And so unique to see a leader like that in these times. Uh, also, Malachi Black, my current you know, opponent in this world. It is very interesting to see someone 
who was kind of discarded and knew they could do better and how much they could do and, and be so motivated and so fierce. And to see that blossom, uh, that's a really beautiful thing too. Jade, I could go on. I feel like everybody the camera turned to, you saw a different side of them and you saw a different motivation for them. So would you say the long-term goal for this show is not just, of course, to get all the AW fans that are watching Rampage and Dynamite to watch this, but also to create new fans and to see more of a human side of pro wrestlers and like, wow, okay, this is pretty cool. Maybe I'll tune into this Dynamite or Rampage show. So I've been seeing some recent discussion in in media and and social media about um, the female demographic uh, when it comes to wrestling. It's an important demographic that... um, isn't so tapped. And that is one area in which I think AEW is really looking to strengthen. Yeah. Um, and when you, when you look at it, uh, this is a reality television show. Females watch reality TV, not just females, but females, you kind of take, take the torch with, with reality t- TV. So um, the hope is, of course, that we will have some women that watch the show that are just curious, curious about maybe they watched wrestling when they were a kid and they haven't watched in a long time, or, you know, maybe their kids watch wrestling and they don't really watch it. Um, maybe this is the opportunity for them to see a little bit more or to be in, come invested in some of our characters that are on the show and tune into a dynamite yeah. or a rampage for the first time and be, you know, hooked. That that's that's the hope. I think I think my biggest goal with this show is to create fans specifically of this show who may not ever watch Dynamite <laughs> or Rampage. Not because I don't want them to watch it, and no, it's more a matter of I want the most diverse palette we can get. Our fans are the most hardcore wrestling fans, and they've been through it, and their passions have been rewarded. But it's okay to pick out outlying fans or dive into uh, different pools of water who, who don't know about wrestling as a wrestler, my whole life, that's been my job is to word of mouth, show people, no, it's a really good story. And you'll really like the people and you're, there's always a payoff with wrestling, all of this. Now we get to do it with a reality show. Now I have some kind of quick rapid fire questions for you guys. Is that cool? Yeah. Fire away. All right. What's more pressure being a Rhodes or being a parent? Definitely being a parent. Parent. Yeah. Most awkward moment as an executive. Maybe a lesson you learned the hard way that's like, okay, this is different from just uh, being a wrestler and, and on air. We used to write emails from the desk of Cody Rhodes because I Googled it and that's what people did. And it offended the entire roster and all the other EVPs made fun of it. And honestly, I just did it because that's what I thought you were supposed to do. That's mine. Uh, mine is because of the executive position that I have. A lot of our women will try to use me to get what they want when they really need to go to the source. And I have intervened a couple of times. No more. I will just tell you to go straight to the source. So that's that. Lesson learned. (laughs) (laughs) Is Tony Khan as accessible as he seems on TV and and like behind the scenes in interviews? He seems like a guy that's, even though he's super busy, is very approachable. I would say Tony's very approachable. He's lovable. He's likable. Great personality. But true access to Tony, I don't. I think is earned. If it's you, very difficult. If you see him <laughs> and he's thinking, he's thinking of so much. He's thinking of Fulham, the Jags, AEW, uh, so much. That's more into these the activists, all that. I think true access to him is earned, and that's a special feeling when you've earned that access. Uh, he's approachable. 
sure. But accessible, I think, is only those for who have earned it. This is a very wrestling nerd question. So, Cody and Brandy, please bear with me. I was actually live at your first ever pay-per-view main event that you were a part of, Cody Rhodes. I don't know if you remember it, when you teamed up with Ted DiBiase to Hell in a Cell. DX. Yeah, Hell in a Cell. I was there live for that. And I remember they, they did the whole stretcher job with you, and Triple H said something to you. It's not like he gave you some advice or some props. I was just kind of wondering after all these years, what did he say to you? Uh, I actually think he might have, believe it or not, apologized. Be and I don't remember this vividly because at the end of that match, it's a super kick and a hammer to the face. I think I took both at the same time. And it's easy to pull one thing. You can't pull both at the same time. So I believe I took the full brunt of the his hand with the hammer in it, the loaded giant ham fist of Triple H into my chin. And I think I got a little knocked out right at the end, but it was the finish. Uh, so, you know, and it was just in the Prudential Center where we were able to have AEW's first show with Rosario there and everything. So there was really nice synergy to being back in that building. For sure. And that, and that brawl that you guys had. <laughs> the brawl that we had went another five minutes where no cameras were filming us. Because the security couldn't separate us and we had a long way to go. But I will forever remember basically brawling in the beer garden of the Prudential Center about to get legitimately arrested because they didn't know how to control it. But we handled it. Who is your least favorite wrestler and why is it QT Marshall or MJF? There you go. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to say mine's definitely MJF um, because MJF is just trash wow. he's just trash um you can try to dress up trash but it still stinks and uh those are my feelings on mjf <laughs> <laughs> i love mjf he's not a great person but he's a great wrestler uh my least favorite wrestlers are private party because really? yeah they're the most athletic amazing they've got gifts that people would pay millions of dollars for and they just <laughs> around just I would talking about their two watches and they're just just <laughs> I Ugh. I would I would put private party on my list because they went to Universal and in in like they wanted to ride Forbidden Journey, Harry Potter's Forbidden Journey ride. They claim to not see it. How can you not see it? It's in a huge building with snow on it and, and all and the line is always out the door. Instead, they rode Flight of the Hippogriff, which was a kid's ride, and then proceeded to come and tell me that the ride sucked. And they didn't even ride These, the right ride. This is so far away from rapid fire. I like Mark. I like uh, Quinn. Quinn is the problem. Yeah. No, I, I like, like Quinn. Quinn is the problem. Isaiah is a... He, Isaiah. Isaiah too. <laughs> oh, man. I love both of them, to be honest. Shout out to the private party. All right, and we'll get you out of here on this. In one sentence or less, why should people watch Roads to the Top of TMP? One word. It's authentic. That, to me, reality television, when it's framed, it's very tr traditional. You've seen that before. Whereas this show has an authentic outlook on all of these characters for good or for bad to see behind the scenes. It's very rewarding for a wrestling fan. And if you've never seen wrestling before, just the human journey of balancing being an executive uh, and being a wrestler and then being, and being a new pregnant. parent and right. <laughs> and it's no longer one word or even one sentence anymore. Yeah. That was a paragraph. I'm very <laughs> proud of roads to the top because it's authentic. That is what I wanted it to be. And that's what it is. Brandon, Cody, thank you so much for time. Best of luck and everything. Congratulations on all of AEW success. We have TNT's roads to the top premiering, of course, on TNT, September 29th, 10 PM Eastern standard time back to back premiere immediately following AEW dynamite. 
Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.